0: The world needs all of us, whether we have special titles or not, whether you ever run for office. Lance, I want the people who are listening to us today or tonight or whatever time zone they're in to know that they deserve so much better than what they're getting and that the promise of what can be better, life, liberty, and everybody's pursuit of happiness can be had. But the only way that it is had is that we need conscious minded people from all walks of life to stand up and unite based on a vision for a better future for all of us. And that's why Sister Turner is fighting this fight.
1: Hello Nina, can you hear me? Oh, I think you're on mute. I
0: can Lance I can hear you.
1: Hello, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, thanks for having me. I was listening to you talk about smoke paprika and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was just reading chat. I like smoked paprika Cozy though, Dick's I do. Gang. Oh, me too. Yeah. And and that mixed with garlic sounds absolutely delicious. Uh <laughs> I, I could not uh, could not desire something more. Uh it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show for the very first time. Um I wanted to start by asking what exactly made you switch from uh supporting Hillary Clinton to Bernie Sanders? Was it the Pokémon go to the polls question? <laughs>
0: it was you know i hadn't quite made up my mind i probably most likely if senator sanders hadn't been on that race followed the path path of least resistance i didn't officially endorse uh hadn't endorsed the only person i endorsed in that race was senator sanders but i certainly have been to some ready for hillary events you know no doubt about that but what made me endorse the senator was his bold approaches the fact two things in particular was the cancellation of student debt and Medicare for all. For me, Medicare for all. My mother died at a very young age. She was only 42 years old when she died, brain aneurysm. And throughout her life, you know, my parents were very working class. My dad is still here, uh, working poor rather. And you know, throughout her life, she was underinsured and uninsured most of her life. And uh, but for Medicaid, you know, um, it, it was just some really tumultuous times. And when she wasn't gainfully employed. And she had to try to apply to be back on the system. So when the Senator was talking about having universal health care in this country, that pierced me in a personal way, knowing that there were millions of other people in the world, just like my mother who I miss every single day. And then I'm a first generation college graduate, Lance. That was a no brainer college for all. Why should people be saddled with debt? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to walk across the stage with a degree in one hand and debt in the other, just for the crime air quotes, of going to college and trying to better yourself, this should be a social contract that we have in this country. And a lot of older people talk about how it didn't cost as much when they were there. I know even Senator Warren had put out a tweet about $50 a semester, I think she said, or a quarter, but it was very reasonable It was to low cost to no cost almost. And that is how it is right now in every single industrialized nation, but the United States of America. So let's, I was just really compelled By the senator's boldness and there was really no choice for me because my consciousness convicted me and that was it i was done senator sanders my candidate and we've been rocking ever since the latter (laughs) part of 2015.
1: um when it comes to student debt cancellation what do you say to the criticisms that it may impact uh like wealthier americans or americans who have already had the means to be able to go to college even if they had to take out a debt to get there Um, that seems to be a common criticism i hear in pushback for that
0: it's a ridiculous criticism. I don't hear them saying that when it came time to bail out Wall Street. But every time we talk about putting a down payment on on, on on Main Street or in the hoods where people are misunderstood, whether it's rural hoods, urban hoods, or suburban hoods, they always want to make an excuse. Ultra wealthy people do not have student debt. So the people that it is going to impact the most are the pe the forty-five million people who actually went to college and or or even you know were ripped off by some of those those uh those uh, technical schools that didn't work. Some of them worked, but most of them uh, did not. And so we got people saddled with debt and we need to do something about it and stop playing games. We can do this. We're a hegemon nation. Let's do this. And while we're at it, Lance, not only should we cancel student debt. So the criticism is ridiculous on its face. I'm going to put that right there. But we also, and we also have to change the system so that there's not another generation. You know, it's one thing to cancel student debt, but what are we going to do systemically to make sure that student debt Of this magnitude is a thing of the past. So we got to do both of those things. But a great start. Cancel student debt.
1: And are you advocating for that through executive action?
0: Oh, absolutely. Listen, the Education Act of 1965, the same authority that the president, this president and also the, the former president had. To place a moratorium on that student debt is the same authority that this president has to cancel it flat out. Don't mess around with Congress because Congress, you know, you got recalcitrant Republicans. Well, you got Republicans who have lost their ever loving minds. And then you got some Democrats playing games. Do not wait on them. Do it by executive order and do it right now. The president can do that and he would give relief to so many people. They would get disposable income and God knows they need it with this inflation and all this predatory capitalism that's going on right now from gas prices to food prices. People could use that.
1: When it comes to, you know, the discussion around gas prices, food prices and inflation, I often see people pointing towards like uh, not blaming corporate greed and saying that this has a lot to do with either, you know, the war in Ukraine uh, for gas prices, or when it comes to the inflation, uh, just for general food prices, that has to do with a myriad of factors. But why do you think that is that people don't actually go after the corporations themselves who are the ones increasing the prices?
0: Because you got the mainstream media and then you have certain politicians not telling this part of the story. And thank God for people like uh, labor, former Labor Secretary Robert Reich. Dr. Reich, he lays it down. He puts out that, you know, he makes it talking about economics so simple for the everyday (laughs) layperson. What we do know is this, is that oil industry, let me take them for the example, increase the cost that we pay at the pump, even though the cost per barrel did not really go up at all. It's very minuscule. So in other words, they're raising prices well beyond the cost of doing business. And what that is called in an inflationary moment on top of a pandemic that we may think is th- it, we're through with because we're wearing masks a little less So we're not as stringent on the mask wearing, but pandemic ain't done with us. We might be done with it, but it's not done with us. So when you, the layering impact of, of the pressures that people are feeling is coming from corporate Greed. Why is it that the billionaire class has made what almost two trillion dollars over the last two years? But meanwhile, again, in the hoods where people are misunderstood, we can't get the minimum wage increased. Which we know that if it kept up with inflation, it'd be closer to twenty-five dollars. Here we are trying to fight for fifteen dollars. We can't even get that. So we need to put the blame where it belongs. And well before the war started in the Ukraine. And shame on Putin, but well before that war started, you had corporations, not just the oil industry, all these other industries raising up their prices well beyond what they need uh, to make a profit. Now, I get it. Lance, people want to make a profit. I got it. But but do you got to make, you know, the profit off of the backs and livelihoods and lives of people? No, you do not. That is a choice. And that is why we need government to be the referee and to call the files. So I'm calling file. On these mega corporations that are raising their rates and really making it harder for people to live. And look at rents, Lance. People can hardly afford their rents. They're going up so high. So you got rent, you got eggs, you got milk, you got gas. How do they expect people to live? Well, they really don't expect people to live. And if you are an American oligarch, most likely you don't give a damn whether people live or die, obviously. And that's why we need some people in elected office who actually do and will hold these corporations accountable.
1: Okay, so I love hearing you use the word oligarch in in reference to like uh, American billionaires, but I know that's very controversial. And obviously, this is a, this is an echo chamber because you know we're, we're, this is a progressive show. Yeah. But what, what but do like, you feel? Why
0: is it controversial? I don't why know. Is it
1: controversial? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's totally fine calling Russian you know billionaires who exploit people right. oligarchs, but if it's America, well, that's you know then it's something completely different.
0: But you know what Shakespeare said. He said, what's in the name? A rose by any other name smells just as sweet. But well, right now we're talking about thorns. <laughs> and that's what these people are. They're thorns in the side of the American people. People who are trying to survive every single day. Lance, you know, Maslow Hierarchy of Need. Nope. Very few people are going to get to self-actualization as long as they're down there at the bottom of the, of the pyramid. True. Trying to, trying to take care of their physiological needs, their safety needs, their housing needs. And if these people, they're unpatriotic, Lance. That's what they are. They're unpatriotic. And they're oh. oligarchs. They're
2: just
0: American <laughs> oligarchs. What's wrong with it?
1: Yeah, no, I'm 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 all about it. Um I wanted to ask so there's obviously some criticism that comes into there's a difference between the corporate Democrats and, you know, we don't need to name names and the new progressive wing that's coming in and trying to shake things up, so to speak. People often criticize, you know, uh, the squad or whatever you want to say as not being politically effective. So then why should we concentrate on getting these kind of people elected or putting hours into it? What would you say to that or push back against that?
0: Those people like that are the best chance we got. Most of the people in that Congress are. Neoliberals, unfortunately, and you know you don't have to agree all the time 100% with a person to have a relationship if that's what you want, then you got to run for office yourself. Because because you never going to get 100% but what I do know, especially about the members of the squad, they have courage that certain of the others do not have and let's look at the the BIF the the bipartisan infrastructure bill and build back better It's two very recent examples they held out. They were the only ones with the courage and they were not holding out for less they weren't holding out because they didn't want the bipartisan infrastructure bill they were holding out for more they had the courage to ask for more and they knew that if those two things were decoupled that we were going to be right where we are right now which is who is even talking about build back better anymore Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that's it and so i know that there's some frustration out there and i get it i get it but we we do we cannot in my opinion we cannot opt out of electoral politics because that's really what the other side wants, wants. They want people like us to get so weary and well-doing that we just throw up our hands and we don't participate and we give up so that then they can have the space all to themselves. But well, we can't let them have it all to themselves. Look at what is happening under their leadership. Minimum wage is not going up. People are suffering more now. Generations, Generation Z or Millennials don't expect to live a better life than their parents and or their grandparents at this rate. Mother Earth is going to outlast us all. You know, Liz, I had an environmental activist say, you know what, Senator, look. We need to save Mother Earth because we need to save ourselves because guess what? She going to outlive us. She going she gonna to be all right. We, we're the ones that's not going to be all right. And I thought that was a fantastic point because she's been here
2: <laughs> it's for true. hundreds of
0: thousands of years. <laughs> so she going to be all right. It's us and the animal life and the plant life, the entire ecosystem that depends on us, people like us, human beings to get it right. And so we need more people who are going to be willing to have the courage of their convictions, even if people get frustrated at times. It's called life. You're going to mm-hmm. agree, sometimes not disagree, but you can measure people out there. They know who the real progressives are and real air quotes does not necessarily mean they're going to do everything you want, but they are the best chance that we have. And that's why I'm rocking. You know, I, I rock with the freedom fighting progressives
1: when it comes not to those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when it comes not to um, when it comes to saving Mother Earth, uh, the idea of like you mentioned Zoomers and millennials and younger generations, obviously getting really, really scared uh, about the future and and the climate. And I know the biggest thing that uh, progressives are bringing forward is things like the Green New Deal, for example. What do you say to people who are, um, they see a kind of a a deadlock where the Democrats acknowledge climate change exists, but they're not really taking any serious measures to, uh, you know, change course. And Republicans just flat out are willing to ignore it until it's the worst case scenario.
0: Yeah, I mean, I encourage everybody to watch the movie Don't Look Up. Uh, you know that that tells it all <sighs> what i said we gotta we just gotta keep pushing there is gonna come a time and this is not something that we can take on just as a nation only we need a worldwide effort to save mother not to save mother to save ourselves uh because of the damage that we are doing to mother have done and are continue to do there are all kinds of things we could do i'm very encouraged like there's a local councilman in lakewood his name is tristan Raider, for example and he's pushing through solar panels in his city I give and other other things, I give that as an example to say while we continue to fight to get the feds to do what needs to happen, because that's the biggest stick and it'll have the biggest impact don't get so discouraged that we don't see other opportunities on the state regional and local levels of government there is going to be a reckoning it's coming and we know that the UN scientists just put out a report what about two three weeks ago letting us know we ain't got a a whole bunch of time to get it together so we have to push in multiple areas at the same time and we should be mad as hell about what is happening on the federal level because not enough is happening but we got to use that anger and push it towards action. At the same time, let's embrace those local elected officials and regional elected officials who are doing their part on their levels of government so that we're building that strong foundation as we continue to put pressure on the feds, on the federal government, the Congress, and the, and the president.
1: For um, something like Medicare for All, which obviously uh, I think everyone uh, broadly supports uh, in terms of the left and even people on the other side of the aisle uh, support it in some form or another, Um, if it's not possible to achieve on the federal level, do you think that's something that you could work on a state level to to get, like just for Ohio or other states to do the same thing?
0: Absolutely. You know, California had two votes, you know, so far within the last 10 years, and and uh, I think I still think the great state of California is gonna come through. And we look at Canada as just one model. As I said, every industrialized nation has some form of universal health care but us. Uh, but you know, it started in Canada, I think in the province of Saskatchewan. It didn't start in yeah, that's where my mom's Canada, from. the nation. Yeah. Oh, is that where your mom? Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm preaching to the choir. So <laughs> again, as we continue to put the pressure, like we shouldn't give up. This is not an either or, this is a both. Continue to bring that heat, bring the heat. We're coming in hot. Bring the heat on the federal level, pushing federally elected officials to do what is right, just and good. But yes, also support those efforts on the state level. It's gonna be California, you know, I think it's gonna be California first, but in either case, whichever state does it, they're gonna set a really strong foundation for the rest of the country to have it. And when you would think in the midst of a pandemic, so many people died, their deaths could have been avoided. If they had had universal health care. Not all, but 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 many could have. And you would think that in the midst of the pandemic, if there was ever a time to go bold, to go big, to see the promise in the problem, the problem that we have a global pandemic, the promise is we could use public policy to do something about it. Lance, this was the time. This is still the moment to do it right now. Let's just go ahead and have universal health care. People need it. They want it too. Because we know most of the polls show that the majority of the American people, no matter how they identify politically, they want the minimum wage to be increased. They want universal health care. They want marijuana legalized for recreational, you know, all, all the things that the freedom fighting progressives are fighting for, the American people are right where we are. They might not necessarily label themselves as progressives, but when you talk to them about the issue, each individual issue, they right there with us. And you know why? Because they catching hell
1: yeah true. um when it comes to the uh, the fight for fifteen, is that something that could also be achieved on the state level, or do you think it's something that you're going to be working for and pushing for to to go um like I know it hasn't changed since seven twenty five I think it's been that for like the past twenty plus years so so how exactly can you transform that either on a state or a federal level?
0: A lot of states and local municipalities have already done it and that is beautiful. So we gotta, again, just like dealing with the climate, we gotta do that too, both on the local, regional, state level, and then the federal level as well. Uh, we had a very big opportunity to do that, as you know, they they blamed it on the parliamentarian. We should have done it, but the the uh, the mansion and cinemas of the world, you know, standing in the way and the other Democrats, a few of them hiding behind mansion and cinema. Is, you know, they, they block that. So we got to keep pushing. There's some elections come. So certainly elections this year, next year, the year after that, we got to make sure that there's a consequence. See, that's what I want the voters all over this country, the majority of us who are in the working class, because baby, unless you got a sugar daddy or sugar mama, you work for a living. That's it. And some of us may be blessed to be in the upper echelons of that salary category, but very few of us could afford to absolutely not work at all. So we got to be all in this together. And so there needs to be some consequences for those elected officials who are not there to serve the people. They only there to serve their owner donors. And that's why they pushing so hard against me, Lance, because they know I'm gonna stand up and speak a type of truth that's gonna shake this, this shake this joint. And I want the sleeping giants to wake up. They, the American people deserve better than what they're getting Minimum wage must be increased. People need a living wage. One job should be enough, at least one and a half jobs, Lance. Why do people got to work two and three jobs to make ends meet? Unless they want to do that for recreational purposes. But this is a must right now. And so that is a prime example that people's quality of life is not intact. Mental health challenges up. You know, this pandemic, the weight of it. And then when you go to the pump, if you're in Ohio, you're paying $4.25. And if you West... You, you paying $7, $6 a gallon. And when we know the national minimum wage is $7 and 25 cents. Are you kidding me? So we need some boldness popping. We need some popping, some people popping and making sure that there's a consequence for these elected officials not serving the people.
1: Uh, I guess one of the last things I want to ask you when it comes to serving the people is that uh, your friend and a handful of other people have been, let's just say, having uh, little disputes on uh, the Bird app, the Twitter, with uh, the new uh, overlord of the uh, the social media. Um, I was just curious what your thoughts are on the free speech debate surrounding social media and if there's anything government should do in involving that.
0: Yeah, regulate, regulate, regulate. I think it was Dr. Robert Rice who put it. Best, you know, saying that this is not a free speech debate. Look at who owns most of the either print media or TV media, it's the oligarchs. So, speech ain't that free because it's concentrated in the hands of very few people. And if we think very deeply about the internet itself, like these platforms use the World Wide Web, do you know who paid for the World Wide Web to be? We did, taxpayers. It's a public utility. And it should be treated as such, and that is why somebody like Elon Musk should not have been able to buy Twitter for forty four billion dollars that's it I mean they own I mean you got bezos he he owns the Washington Post, I and mean, we can go on and on. How free is the speech because at some point there is a collision between the priorities of those people and the priorities of Free speech, and if the very platform that we use, whether it's social media or the fourth estate, which is supposed to be the newspapers, but people can only talk about what they deem proper to talk about, that's not free speech at all. So now we're going to let the oligarchs control the World Wide Web and all the platforms that are on it. It's wrong. So we must regulate. We got to break up these tech industry. Break them up, baby. Break them up. We got to go back to you know, I mean, trust busting. We got to do that. Lance, I, I tell you, I'm saying this to the people and I don't want folks to be discouraged, but we got to fight on our hands and we just need to go on and, and, and understand that that justice is never a final destination. It is always a journey that is passed on from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. And so we have to reconcile ourselves to do what we can, where we are, what we have in this moment until it's time to pass the baton to the next set of freedom fighters. It's never going to end. So that's what I need us to understand right now. Evil never sleeps, so good can never take a vacation. Ain't no vacation when you're on justice journey. You can't True. take off.
1: Uh yeah. Well speaking of uh helping the fight, how can people get involved in the campaign? I know it's getting it's getting really close to May third uh How can they uh canvass donate support what What can people do if they want to help?
0: Yeah, go go to nina turner dot com We need time, talent, and treasure If you do not live here and if you cannot vote here, you can still participate. By donating $5, $10, $27, whatever you can afford. And if you want to volunteer, you can volunteer from where wherever you are. Go to ninaturner.com slash volunteer and we can put you on phone. Banks really need the help because the oligarchs have definitely entered this race. And I wonder why you would have a crypto billionaire drop a million dollars into this race. Inquiring minds want to know. And while you would have an oil baroness drop money into a dark money groups or super PAC and they're spending a, a million of the two million right here in this race in Greater Cleveland, the 11th Congressional District. Inquiring minds want to know, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there is a stark difference between me and the person that's running against me, which is I am unbought and unbossed to quote the great Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm. On the other hand, they rented this district last time during the special election and they're trying to make it for keeps, that's why they in there because they can control that person, but they know they can't control me. And this is really about a larger movement, the movement when we talked about last, uh the Green New Deal or dealing with climate chaos. Well, why do you think of oil, oil baroness would drop money down into this? Because the person that I'm running against is a half measure kind of person when it comes to dealing with climate chaos and having a real true Green Deal. The, Voting the right way is one thing, fighting the right way is another. And that's what Sister Turner is here to do for my district, for my state, and for this nation. So the progressive Freedom Fighting Progressive Movement has a decision to make. Either we're gonna let the oligarchs continue to overrun us, or we're gonna get in and help candidates that are fighting for what is just right and good. So get in there, make a donation. Give me some of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Go to ninaturner.com, we need you. May third is election day. Early voting has already started. We need you. I am not taking super PAC money. I'm not taking money from oil industry, none of that kind of stuff, because I want my only special interest to be the people who I serve. That's, that's my special interest, looking out for the people. land. so I, I need some help from this movement. We can do this. We can win this race.
1: And can people outside of the U.S. Uh, volunteer? I know they can't donate, but can they? Yeah, they, uh, can't, they can't
0: donate, but they can, you know, they can They can volunteer. You know, we got Dems Abroad. Let me shout out the Dems Abroad, baby. <laughs> the Dems Abroad, yes, living all over this world, holding it down. But yeah, people can definitely volunteer. So go to Ninaturner.com. We need you. This movement needs you. The world needs all of us, whether we have special titles or not, whether you ever run for office. Lance, I want the people who are listening to us today or tonight or whatever time zone they're in to know that they deserve so much better than what they're getting and that the promise of what can be better, life, liberty, and everybody's pursuit of happiness can be had. But the only way that it is had is that we need conscious minded people from all walks of life to stand up and unite based on a vision for a better future For all of us. And that's why Sister Turner is fighting this fight.
1: Thank you so much, Nina Turner. It was an absolute pleasure to speak to you.
0: Oh, it was a pleasure to be with you, darling. And I hope you'll have me back.
1: Oh, I would love to. Have a good one.
0: All right. You too.
1: Well, that was fun. Happy Sunday, everybody. Uh, Super based. Uh, I highly recommend every one of you go to NinaTurner.com go support give give your time your uh, your dollars if you have them your doubloons uh oh and maybe uh you know if there's any uh reformed crypto billionaires out there who are like I I did a bad thing I shouldn't have been a crypto billionaire my whole life well now's your chance you can turn all that doge uh, into uh, something good. Go go support uh, NinaTurner.com. I'm going to be honest, um, I've interviewed a lot of politicians on this show, and obviously uh, I was, you know, I was warned beforehand that I only had about 25 minutes to talk to Nina Turner, but it is refreshing. I, I think Nina Turner is the only person who calls billionaires who aren't Russian oligarchs, which is, uh, which, you know... I don't know why that is such a controversial thing, because all of a sudden it's like, well, you have to understand the historical precedents. An oligarch has to be, uh, you know, an individual who has worked in order to uh, assume and control power, usually within, like, the Russian state and stuff like that. I was like, well, yeah, but, I mean, if we're using it as a pejorative, we can—Bernie does, that's true. Bernie does as well. Yeah, Bernie does as well it's uh it was unexpected I didn't know that I'd be speaking uh to the great and amazing Nina Turner today uh, I only found out uh this morning uh from uh, the the team because they're obviously in the, the war room right now and doing all that like the election's about to happen so we got to get everything planned uh so I was like okay well all right uh the, yes I, I would love uh it would be an absolute honor to to be able to speak to Nina right before the election please if you are an Americano if you happen to be an American uh, and you are in Ohio of all places uh It's getting really close to May 3rd. Put in some time. Let's defeat Chantel Brown. uh, And uh, it it would be amazing to have uh, someone who has a vision like Nina uh, to be represented and be a representation of the people. I think that would be it would be a good thing. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to WeAreSurfs.com or watch the live shows at TheSurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold. Basically, thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twittercom tv For example, it would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it. Either on I don't know iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently, it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon.
2: To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker. We are but your humble court jesters here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R., we give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, That One Guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val 9000, Jenna Tal, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodle Hawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi Trevor Yanis, Lemmy101, Anthropo CERN 42 Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramona Costa, Nkosin, Violet Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajonest. We raise our flag and avail, and we salute you, our friends.